And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us via Zoom. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Lena. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you, too. <laughs> Bit early in the week, though. <laughs> A little bit. Uh, some weeks are harder than others. What can you do? Power through, my friends. All yes. right. Uh, we're going to try to cover some of these major headlines and simplify it for our listeners. And this is our first pick of the day. ASEAN G20. So President Yoon will depart for Indonesia today to attend the ASEAN-related summit meetings. He will then head to India to attend the G20 summit. What can we expect? Yeah, so Yoon is uh, basically back on the busy diplomatic trail. He used to visit Jakarta for four days. He will attend a series of summits as well, scheduled on the margins of a meeting of ASEAN leaders. As well as the ASEAN meetings, Yoon will hold uh, summit talks with the Indonesian President Joko Widodo. Uh, there are also plans for a Korea-Indonesia Business Roundtable, which will be attended by business leaders uh, and a gathering with fellow Koreans. There's no economic delegation as such uh, that's accompanying Yoon, but leaders of uh, Korean conglomerates uh, will be attending that meeting nonetheless. Uh, on Friday, he'll travel on to New Delhi for the G20. Now, during the summit, Yoon says he'll tell world leaders about the need to faithfully enforce UN sanctions on North Korea, as well as block the country's illicit activities to fund uh, the regime's weapons programs. And he made the remarks in written responses to questions from the Associated Press. Uh, Yoon said he'll particularly use the G20 summit to underscore the need to actively deter North Korea from uh, stealing cryptocurrency, dispatching workers overseas, and facilitating uh, maritime transshipments and other illicit and illegal activities to fund um, its weapons programs. And he also noted that North Korean authorities are wasting scarce financial resources on the development of weapons, stressing that the North Korean people and economy are struggling because of it. Uh, Yoon also said China needed to use its leverage over North Korea to rein in the regime. Um, during the G20, Yoon also plans to explain South Korea's contributions to addressing uh, pressing global issues such as climate change and clean energy. Separate summit talks with the Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi are also scheduled. Uh, it's reported that Yoon plans to hold at least 30 bilateral summits during the multilateral uh, meetings he's attending this month uh, to strengthen international cooperation um, against North Korea's provocations, as well as to get support mm. for Busan's hosting of the 2030 World Expo. Uh, we didn't have time to go in-depth, but it seems that several headlines are indicating that Xi Jinping looks uh, set to skip the G20 summit, which is a rare occasion. It's quite unusual. Xi Jinping has never missed a G20 summit prior. Um, his sort of headlining as a global statesman, can it stand if he in fact does skip out? We'll have to wait and see. Let's turn our attention to North Korea and Russia's growing military cooperation. This is our second keyword of the day. Kim Putin's summit. So Kim Jong-un is reportedly planning to visit Russia next week to meet with Vladimir Putin and discuss an arms deal. Of course, they want something from each other, both sides, that is. What's the latest? Yeah, so the news was first reported by the New York Times, uh, citing U.S. government officials. The White House also came out saying Kim is expected to meet Putin as well. The New York Times reports that Kim is expected to travel from Pyongyang to Vladivostok, uh, likely by an armoured train, and Kim could possibly go to Moscow as well, though that is not certain and nothing's been confirmed. Um, the actual trip itself hasn't been confirmed either. Now, the exact location uh, of the plans meeting is not clear. 
they could meet at the Eastern Economic Forum, which will be held in Vladivostok from the 10th to the 13th. Uh, however, there is also speculation that the meeting could take place in Moscow as well. Now, the possible meeting comes uh, after the White House said it had new information that arms negotiations between the two countries are actively advancing. This is something we mentioned uh, last week when the uh, National Security Council advisor uh, John Kirby said that uh, such talks are progressing. Uh, Putin, Putin is interested in securing artillery shells and anti-tank missiles from North Korea, while Kim is seeking advanced technology for satellites and nuclear-powered submarines from uh, Russia. And subsequently, uh, Kim is also reportedly going to visit uh, a space uh, research center in Russia to kind of get more information about that. Uh, now, additionally, Kim is looking for food aid for his country as well, which is, uh, of course, facing uh, food shortages. So not just arms deals, but whether there could be any AIDS deals uh, remains to be seen. Now, Pyongyang and Moscow have both previously denied any arms deals were taking place, but more evidence is pointing to the fact that such deals are being made. Um, meanwhile, Russia has reportedly proposed conducting three-way naval exercises with uh, North Korea and China, of course, in response to the recent Uti Freedom Shield joint exercises that were conducted here uh, between the US and South Korea. Hmm. Uh, the Russian Defense Minister, Sergei Shogu, apparently made the proposal uh, when he met Kim in July. So that, of course, means more tensions between the West and North Korea and China as well. All right. So, of course, intelligence out of U.S. Uh, relating to the plans has not been uh, declassified. So we don't know the, all of the details, but we'll have to wait and see uh, how much of an emphasis there is between North Korea and Russia. All eyes are on that. In the meantime, bring things back closer to home. Let's take a closer look at the Nationwide Teachers Rally. This is our third keyword of the day. Teacher Rally. So some 120,000 teachers held memorial events and rallies in Seoul and other parts of the country to commemorate the recent deaths of their colleagues and to demand better protection at work. What's the latest, Adam? Yeah, so we gave a heads up on this uh, yesterday, uh, and it certainly did take place. Uh, the largest rally took place in front of the National Assembly Building uh, in Seoul, with organizers estimating 50,000 teachers in attendance. Police put the number at 25,000. Now, similar rallies occurred outside of Seoul as well, bringing together an estimated 70,000 teachers. Uh, the rallies began as a way to mourn the suicide of a young teacher in July who was distressed over conflicts with parents and students but evolved into a demonstration for teachers' rights uh, and well-being. Now, three additional teacher suicides actually happened, further fueling these teachers' uh, demands for protection in the classroom. There's been two elementary school teachers and most recently a high school teacher uh, who took uh, their own life uh, amid this kind of bullying from parents. Mm. Uh, now, many teachers took leave uh, to attend the protests, and some schools were reportedly temporarily closed yesterday, despite authorities declaring their actions illegal uh, and even threatening legal consequences. Uh, the Education Ministry has vowed to strengthen educational authority and is pushing for related law revisions. Um, the central government is kind of uh, warning against the collective action, but regional offices mm. are in support. The Seoul Metropolitan Office of Education, for example, also hosted a commemoration ceremony at the school in 
uh, hospital where the young teacher uh, took her life. Uh, the Seoul Education Superintendent uh, Choi Yeon and the chiefs of three major teachers' unions uh, attended that. Uh, now, yesterday was the 49th day since the death of that young teacher. Uh, 49 days is the total mourning period, actually, for Buddhists who believe that is how long it takes for a dead person uh, to be reborn. So those 49 days is quite significant um, in the Buddhist religion. Now, Education Minister Lee Ju said there will be uh, no disciplinary action for teachers who took uh, the day off. So although they did warn against mm -hmm. the collective action, it seems like no uh, repercussions or consequences will become of it. And I think that's kind of in line with the general consensus, brought forward not just by teachers, but the public looking from afar. We'll leave it there for now. Um, it's just the first of many steps to take for better protection for both teachers and students so they feel safe in a learning environment. Uh, it mm. sounds simple enough, but it took us quite long to get here. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our fourth keyword of the day. Chip competitiveness. So Korea's finance ministry says it plans to skip a feasibility study on the plan to create the world's largest semiconductor cluster that's down in Yongin. Can you tell us more about the plans? Yeah, so it's quite an ambitious plan uh, and it is, of course, in line with efforts to speed up the recovery uh, of the chip industry, which has been struggling recently along with the country's exports. Now, the skipping of the feasibility study uh, will be the first such case among the seven national strategic industry specialized zones that the, uh, the government has designated. Now, in the long term, South Korea aims to diversify its export items uh, and regions while providing a 180 trillion won trade finance to alleviate financial difficulties faced by uh, export companies, as well as to secure liquidity. Uh, to enhance the competitiveness of the semiconductor industry, the government plans to support uh, essential uh, infrastructure construction, as well as strengthen the ecosystem through uh, R&D and cultivation of talent. Now, the new complex uh, will be built near chip facilities run by Samsung and SK Hynix, the top two chip makers, um, as well as a number of parts and equipment companies. So the location will be convenient uh, to boost uh, cooperation and exports in that field. It is expected to house 150 materials, parts and fabulous companies. Uh, the government said it plans to hold a bilateral finance ministerial meeting with China as well this year and promote exchanges between government bodies and businesses. Of course, Chinese shipmakers have been catching up very fast uh, mm. recently and uh, certainly threatening the competitiveness of um, Samsung and SK Hynix, which are considered to be uh, the global big players in terms of semiconductors. Now, the government will beef up cooperation uh, also with Poland and Ukraine, as well as to expand Korean firms' participation uh, in Ukraine's reconstruction projects amid the war uh, with Russia. Uh, Korea plans to also send delegations to Saudi Arabia to seek potential business opportunities in major projects, uh, including the Neom Smart City project uh, uh, as well. Uh, I forgot all about the Neom Smart City project because it was so <laughs> massive in scale. Right. And frankly speaking, from where we stood and based on those images and the videos, something straight out of science fiction.
It certainly does look, it's a very ambitious plan. Uh, we'll take some time to build and be realized. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, career companies, uh, mm. of course, want to get a piece of the pie. Mm. Uh, and uh, not just in terms of the semiconductors, but uh, in infrastructure and construction firms as well. They of want course. to get a boost in these uh, massive international projects as well. All right. So that key word is but definitely focus on boosting the semiconductor industry. And now on to boosting tourism. This is our fifth keyword of the day. Chinese tourists. So the government is uh, trying to attract more Chinese tourists to Korea by giving out electronic visa-free visa fee waivers, excuse me, and duty-free shopping tax refunds for group travelers. So little perks to keep them here longer. Can you tell us the details? Yeah, so we have just come out of a pandemic and uh, China has started to open its borders and these air and uh, water routes between Korea and China, uh, but they're still not at the levels of uh, before the pandemic. And so the government wants to get the tourism industry back on track uh, as fast as possible, uh, back to those levels. Uh, Now, Chinese tourists will be able to apply for the K-Culture Bucket List Challenge, (laughs) where 10,000 people will be randomly selected to receive passes to events like uh, esports games, which mm-hmm. are quite uh, popular in countries like China and Taiwan, uh, as well as a Han River picnic set and a seat at a baseball <laughs> game as well. Uh, now, they do seem like uh, some very, um, I don't know, is trivial the right word? Aren't bucket lists usually consisting of, well, depends who you ask, but my bucket list yeah. is pretty humble. <laughs> yeah, I don't think a picnic set will be on the bucket list of most people. But, no, uh, anyway. but a Han River picnic might be. And right. to watch the yeah. Pampo Bridge, you know, we could do this for hours. <laughs> no, no, it might be, it might be kind of a, uh, an easily accessible luxury for us uh, here in Korea. But of course, for Chinese people, it will be a, certainly a very... Uh, inspiring tourist event. Now, the government also plans to offer medical tourism-related prices, uh, prizes uh, as well. Of course, a lot of Chinese people come to Korea for uh, cosmetic surgery and a lot of other beauty-related um, services. Uh, now, Inspire Entertainment Resorts in Incheon is also vying to become a popular destination for to- uh, Chinese tourists. Uh, its hotels are slated to open in December and the casino uh, in early next year. The government is also developing new tourist programs around ports in Jeju uh, Island and Busan to showcase the specialties of each region. The ministry also said it will be increasing the number of flights and ships to and from Korea and China. The e-visa issuance fee uh, for group tourists, uh, $18,001, it is, will also be waived through the end of this year. Some 250,000 additional locations will begin accepting mobile payments, including WeChat Pay and Alipay that are Mm. widely used by Chinese tourists. Uh, An additional 200 locations, including K-beauty businesses and pharmacies and major tourist destinations, will offer uh, immediate tax refunds. From next year, purchases of more than 15,000 won at tax-free shops qualify uh, for tax refunds. From the current 30,000 won, the limit to get an immediate tax refund will be raised from 500,000 to 700,000 won per store. Uh, And the uh, tourist ministry said it will be holding a roadshow as well in Beijing on September 13th in Shanghai from September 15th to 17th and plans to expand the shows to five Chinese cities next year to uh, attract more tourists to Korea. 
All right. Will the bucket list be effective in giving the tourism industry a little bit of boost? We'll have to wait and see. I can't believe you judged a picnic by the Hangang River. It's a beautiful well, idea. <laughs> it is a beautiful idea, yes. Uh, that was a bit uh, judgmental of me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> to each their own. Thank you so much, Adam, for today's discussions. We'll see you tomorrow. You're very welcome. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.